Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Ball Boys. We are the tennis podcast you always needed and the podcast you never knew you wanted. It's time for another riveting romp around the tennis tours with me, Paul Munkholm. And as always, I'm joined by my favorite ball boy, Billy Hansen. Hi, Billy. Paul, how are you? So good to see you. So good to see you, even though um, your your background is blurred. Uh, so you're you're hiding something, but it's great to see you too. Well, I am in your condo, so I'm hiding something <laughs> in in plain sight. Let's and be honest. Usually, people um, they'll blur their background on a Zoom when they don't want people to see their home. But you're literally in my home, <laughs> blurring the background. Like that's that's sus, as the kids say. That's that's high sus. See, I just leave it all out there. I'm never gonna blur my background. Never. I, on it, I've never once blurred my background. Although recently I was on a call and I've got this um, little hand statue that is of fingers crossed, and um, it's on the mantelpiece uh, of my little fireplace that's in the Zoom background. That's and sweet. A friend of mine, he was like, "Yeah, I love your, I love your." He's a, he's a straight guy. He's like, "Yeah, that's a cool statue, dude. It's like uh, flipping us all off." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh," I, I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's the middle finger." So, um, so apparently I've had, uh, zoom calls for a couple of months now with some clients where it looks like I have a statue saying, you know, F you, which is not incorrect. No. And, and there, there's that one malleable statue. It's like a, like a, the thing you'd get in a museum store. I have one myself and you can alter the fingers so you can make it a peace oh, sign. You can yeah. make it a like hang 10 sign. You can make it an F you kind of depending on your state of mind. So you just got to check what uh, the fingers are doing before you get on that zoom. Wait, is, is that the thing that it's like all the different little uh, needles that um, you can kind of like shove your face into it and take some mold of your face or do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about, but I don't think that's the same. That's thing, not what you're but talking about. I okay. support that in the back of your Zoom meetings. No, I used to be obsessed. I you know, this is the first time I've thought about those little toys since um, my probably high school years. But I used to love making impressions of every part of my body with that. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask is, like which like you you said your face, but I immediately yeah. thought like okay, come my, on. Come on. <laughs> Who am I kidding? And was there room is my question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you needed a an Excel version of that toy in order to get all the imprints you wanted. I oh. You know, who who knows? Well, it's been a few weeks, so we haven't had a show since Wimbledon. Um, I'm still lizzing myself from from Wimbledon and coming down. Lizzing from- yourself? Do you not remember from 30? Uh, so half my quotes on here are going to be from 30 Rock, <laughs> even though that show has been canceled. But she, Liz Lemon's like lizzing herself. And, okay. And I just, you know, I lizzed all over Wimbledon. I couldn't have been happier about the results on the men's yeah. side, at least. Yeah. Um, the women's side, not so much. Um, oh, name quickly. Who won the women's title? <laughs> um, uh Marketa Vondrusova. Yeah, I thought it was. Or Vondrusova. Or, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what a hero. Can't wait to never see her win another title. Oh, come on. I, she's not going to do it. It's, she's done. She, she, she's I, one I, and I think, done. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I think she's not going to win another slam. Yeah. Good for her. Have a nice life. 
Um, but have you have you come down? What have you been, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Well, I mean, we talked about just the energy in the air in Los Angeles after that Wimbledon final. I'm a little worried because I've seen a lot of people coughing around me. Uh, a lot of like coughing and sneezing, and I'm like, okay. And then like one person I was with playing tennis with actually last night was like, oh yeah, my friend has COVID, um, but you know it's fine. And Ew. I was like, th- therefore, I was handling our shared balls a little bit more carefully. And well, normally, like, you're not careful at all with handling balls. No, and I also know that and you fit COVID, two in your mouth. I will say that wastewater tests show that COVID is up. Yeah, we did. That's exciting. Summer surge, y'all. No, people are. I mean, look, I I flew all I flew around the world, and I I I I I can't (laughs) kick this COVID. Um, yeah. That a Lisa Stans Stanfield reference? Yes. Is that her name? Oh. Been around the world, and oh, we don't know the rights to that. But Um, you know, today. I, as you know, I love a, a berries class. She loves berries. I do. And it, it happened to be ass and abs day. You know, <laughs> I got it, there. I feel like every class at berries is just called ass and abs. Like, do they have any other classes? It's that's it's, it's Thursdays, vulgar. Paul. And it's mostly women, mostly tops. So when of I'm those say- two groups, which one are you? <laughs> I'm an outlier. I feel again. I feel mm. like I did. You're the luckiest girl in school. <laughs> so across <laughs> the street from Barry's on Los Angeles Holloway, because I know you want to situate yourself in is West a Hollywood. CV- it's yeah. a CVS, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I actually got here early for once in my life, so I'm going to pop over to CVS and get some stuff I need, like some contact solution, some floss picks. Mm-hmm. Um, floss and picks? yeah, like is floss, that like, like whole picks? You know, whole picks. New let's, market. Let's let's say save that for the end of the episode because oh, like little floss picks. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were at CVS. I was at CVS, and I noticed there was an aisle that's labeled laxatives. I was like, okay work but in the front of the aisle was a i'm not kidding a full display of enemas it was like we're not just gonna keep the enemas on the bottom shelf in the middle of the aisle we are going to have a full display it was like compare the ingredients of the fleet version to the cvs you know name whatever and by the way what are there a taste test there was this whole wall of enemas. A wall and of holes or a whole, what do you mean a whole wall? <laughs> like where you put your hole? There was a glory hole in the center, but uh, tasteful. All these enemas, flashing lights. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sign me you up. Know. <laughs> think it's i think it's spillover from when you know you never really want to talk about an enema and spillover but i think it's spillover from the just jubilation after wimbledon i mean yeah and or it's people prepping for ass and abs class you know like you're not going to go to ass and abs class full right so 
get a quick fleet and there you go. So how many did you, so, so did you end up missing class? Cause you had to buy all the animals. I went to class. I grabbed a Celsius, you know, like one of those energy drinks, basically a Red Bull, but they market it as like healthy, like good for like working out. Like, um, and I, Brock was my instructor. See, I can't, I I can't have a Celsius because I don't, I I only know Fahrenheit. I, I can do, I can do the math. I can do convert for you if you want. I've, I've been asking you to convert for me for years. Uh, Brock was my instructor. Love Brock. That's not a Brock. Real... <laughs> no let's one... just say Brock. Brock in West Hollywood at Barry's. I I think Brock said the word iconic sixty eight times during the oh. course of the class. He was like, "Yes, that's iconic. Oh yeah, those glute bridges, iconic." And then when he was describing, we were doing one legged uh, deadlifts. Right. So like you you're focusing on your right leg and your left leg is just barely supporting you kind of like a kickstand on a bike. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so like your right leg, that's like Margot Robbie, the lead character in Barbie. And your left leg is like Ryan Gosling, the supporting character. And he said that, I I think, six times. But I didn't I was happy with every single mention. Wow. I'm surprised he didn't fight you for the last fleet, um, but congratulations on that, um, Brock. Let's doing... just say that that fleet wall is cleared. It needs to be restocked. Well, you have to use it until it goes clear is what they say. So I'm glad it was cleared. Well, I'm just, you know, glad that we're back to talk about some tennis. You know, it's Aren't been a we few though? Weeks. Because the tennis over the past couple of weeks has been a real, uh, mm, mm. you know, a little forgettable. Yeah. Well, that's why there's not even a shriekometer this week. Uh, because right. no. honestly, like, yeah, I mean, so, so we are definitely in the meh section of the season. It's not even the Michelle era of Destiny's Child. We are in the era of those two girls who were booted out of Destiny's Child after a no, 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 no in the 90s. Um, no, 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 no. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. We are at the bottoms, bottom portion of the tour of the both the WTA and the ATP. I mean, honestly, who really gives a crap about tournaments after Wimbledon or like, oh, congrats, uh, Michaelson, you got to the final of Newport or like, look at the winners of the WTA recently, like Cacioretto beats Burrell in Lausanne or Ruse beats uh, Noha Akugu in Hamburg. I mean, it's literally a veritable like who's who. You know, it's oh, like, it's, who? it's absolutely Jackson Pollock splatter paint. Like there are yeah. tournaments on clay, hard grass, every yeah. continent. Yeah. I mean, it's just a points grab shit show. And yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to care. Yeah. Same. No. And that, and that's why today, listen, dear listeners, um, we are not going to make you suffer through a play by play round by round recap of Umag. Um, you know, just know that it was in Croatia. It was incredibly humid and uh, Stan Wawrinka cried at the end of it, mm. but it's just, it's not going to be the focus of our show today. Um, in honor of uh, the bottom of the season, we are going to be celebrating bottoms of tennis and the top bottoms of the year so far. Now, Billy, I know that this is a foreign concept to you. Yeah. Really, 
sure what a bottom is or what they do or, you know, how they act or any of that. And so we're going to break it down. Well, as you know, I'm an intellectually curious person. Mm. And so if there's something I don't understand or don't know about, mm-hmm. I'm open to learning. Yeah. And so this might be an opportunity for me to understand what bottoming is, what being a bottom is, and what bottoming behavior is. You are a regular Nick Curios because you're just your curiosity is just <laughs> um I, I admire it so much. Oh, um, but Nick, that tweet, come on. Honey. honey. Yeah. Dar- Daria Kazakina said, Hey, I'm not sure we should like have a tour funded by Saudi Arabia because like, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable a lot of players would feel over there. And Nick Kyrgios was like, my girlfriend felt comfortable when we were there. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you well, is your girlfriend a Russian lesbian? It, it's always so funny when, like, when someone um, expresses rightly so an opinion about something that makes them feel uncomfortable and, and people don't know how to react to other people's experiences of the world. Like, oh, well, that's not my experience. So I'm just going to say to you, I'm going to invalidate your feelings and say mm. to you, well, I think it's fine. Like, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like the so the DC Open for I think the first time is this year where they are they are sort of co-branded. It's no longer just the city open. Um you know, a nice homegrown American bank, but it's also now the Mubadala Investment Company, which um, is an Emirate state-owned holding company that acts as a sovereign wealth fund. I don't know what that means, but basically it's 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 not exactly um, promoting a equal and open and diverse lifestyle. And so suddenly that's that's now the the headline sponsor of the uh, city open, the the Mubadala City Open. Anyway, back to bottoms, the important stuff, yeah. bottoms yeah. and bottoming. So Our fo- it, let's, let's focus. Yeah. And and look, we are famously versatile here at the Ball Boys. You know, we we're going to take a broad look at we're going to take a wide angle. We're going to look at, um, you know, the ins and outs of all this. And so, you know, there's a difference between being a bottom and being bottomy. And the tour, both on the women's side and the men's side, it's full of both. It's full of just straight up bottoms and people who just act kind of bottomy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, and I would say being a bottom can be a wonderful, beautiful, powerful thing. Being a bottom can also be a sad, desperate, sloppy thing. And, and being bottomy similarly has a lot of different definitions. Exactly. Exactly. And we're going to and- explore the range. And honestly, we're going to celebrate all of them. Like, look, there's no bottom shaming here. Look, if no. someone if someone on oh, the no. Zoom just loves to be bottomy, like, raise your hand. Oh. Oh, my I, God. Billy. Paul. You just raised your legs. Uh, Paul. Well, I, I, after my visit to CVS in my Barry's class, there was some new product. I don't know. I pulled it out of the package. I was like, what's what's this? I, I wound up in a... He- handstand mm-hmm. <laughs> for about 30 minutes and i yeah. feel i feel ready to rumble tonight well no i mean you actually came into my um apartment walking on your hands like you are <laughs> you are committed 
to the gig. Um, and, and that's, that's part of being a bottom, you know, it's yeah. hard work. Yeah. It is lots of prep. Yeah. It is, it is meal prep. It is being on a restrictive diet. It is making sacrifices to perform. Yeah. Like that is straight up bottoming. Um, but then there are other types of bottoms. Uh, there's more reluctant bottoms because of the person is just so dominant. It's like, okay, fine. And then there's lazy bottoms who just don't put in the effort. Uh, there's power bottoms who will just overpower anyone that they are facing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are those muscle bottoms who are just, you know, they have the glamour muscles. Um, I, I, I don't know Brock, but I'm going to put him in that category. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he can wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, and I mean that Brock in the best way. Are you I, saying Brock or Barack? Is this Barack. And you know, there was this woman named Michelle in in class too. And I was like, why does she look so funny? Work. Um, um well, famously bottoms. Um August Barack like bottom. <laughs> He's Irish. He's an Irish bottom. Barack That's bottom. gonna catch on. Barack <laughs> bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I do think August is also a bottomy month. Why? Like, be because it's like we've got like one more month of summer. Like let's ride it out. Let's milk it. Let's milk that month Ooh. for all it's worth. You know what it's I mean? Riding and milking. Like, we've got Padam Padam. We've got Rush by Troy Sivan. Songs of the summer that are really trying to uh, keep keep us messy and so, you know. <laughs> just confused and unsure confused and, and open-minded yeah. look the only the only song um the only rush song that i love is is paul abdul rush rush i mean that's mm. that's my song in the summer um i do love a paul abdul moment like love. straight up anytime vibology oh oh paul no oh straight, come on straight straight up cold for your snake. girl <laughs> opposites attract wow. i mean <laughs> I know them all. I was a big Paula fan. I mean, um, well, there's nothing like an animated cat, uh, uh, adult, non-animated woman romance. Yeah, they get your... <laughs> we're in love. Yeah. Um, no, have you ever listened to like the Vibology lyrics though? It's I just have not. I'm in a funky way. I'm in a funky way. Like it's just it's so. It's so bad and so good. Like, and I just, I, I honestly, I, I minored in vibology at Cornell. What have been like, so the, uh, we, we've talked about, this is just, it's been a bottomy few weeks. Bottomy few weeks. Yeah. Can you, can you give me some examples, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this will help people understand what we mean by like bottoms and bottomy in tennis. Um, yeah. Because we have such a clear idea. Clear. It's crystal clear. Well, I mean, so we've talked a lot about, and just before we get into some of the examples, like we've talked about how like gays love tennis. One of the things that we've sort of noticed is the the outfits that the players are, are wearing have kind of evolved lately. And it's been a little more um, risque, if you will, um, on the men's side, you know, more more tank tops and crop tops and short shorts and you I mean you were telling me about about our our buddy Ben Shelton, right? Oh, Ben Shelton's outfit was almost like if those shorts were any shorter, we would be mm -hmm. seeing scrotum, and if that tank top was any sleekier, oh. we would be seeing nipple. It was oh. like that, oh. and I was like, "Are we, are we gay baiting? Are we teasing? 
you know, uh, but but in an innocent way, because I feel like Ben Shelton's lovely, but I feel like he's maybe of a generation where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. every everybody can lust after me and I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm going to embrace all of the oh, affection. These kids today, like, I, I feel like they all just kind of like make it. I mean, all the American men on socials are like fully gay baiting each other and like, hey, you guys should kiss. And like, you know, Riley and Fritz and my husband and Tiafo, like they all are very, you Your know, husband, friendly. Tommy Paul, a.k.a. Paul Paul. Paul Paul. Yes. Um, because he's Tommy Paul. You're Paul Moncombe. You both took each other's names you're both paul paul just i know listeners you've heard this but i just in case you need a refresher well my legal name now is paul paul so uh yeah yeah, send send all the wedding gifts to paul paul and yeah no i mean his shorts i'm not gonna say it the other way but like yeah if his shorts were any shorter like you would have seen nipple like it was just like (laughs) that short um and honestly i love it like look people are like oh like no 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 like don't gay bait like no please continue like atp continue to gay bait and wta also continue to gay bait like yeah i i'm you know call me a carp because i am here to eat all of that bait back to the bottom part of the season so yeah we are we are it's just been bottom central on the Mm -hmm. tour lately so Mm -hmm. like uh biggest one of the one of the bigger bottoms on the men's side casparud has been bageled back-to-back losses Mm. um he lost in the final to uh what's his name rublev you know respectable first set second set blown out six love um then he lost in the quarters of hamburg again bageled it's like dude like that is just that's some real bottom behavior like to get to be in the top five and get bageled um especially in 250 events that are your bread and butter especially to people who are uh ranked well below you i mean rublev's great but like you know yeah rublev i would say is ranked pretty much equivalent yeah it's kind of parody um but it's just like come on who gets bagel like that's just bottomy that is just like you know because like i get it like we're all a little tired a little crabby it's like it's been a long season and so like maybe like maybe it's just like bottomy or like okay um another tournament um hugo gaston who's just kind of always been like a questionable sport um his sportsmanship Mm. has been a little um lacking uh he actually retired on match point so he was down in the third set, 5-2, 2-5, and he was down love 40, and um, or sorry, 40 love, because he was returning. And instead of returning, instead of just finishing the match, he retired with triple, triple match point. That is big bottom energy. That is uh, like, yeah. I don't care. I'm kind of selfish. I'm going to do what I want. It's just, it's, it's bottomy. And like the whole, the whole like sort of, like you said, you know, after Wimbledon, okay, now it's going to be a clay court over here. And now it's going to be a hard court over there. And now it's grass over there. It's just like, wait, get, get, it's like chaotic. It's, it's chaotic energy. I mean, Gaston, first of all, I feel like it was like, oh my gosh, Ugh. like, like this has been like, we've been going at it for so long and then it gets to right where the match is about to climax right where he's about to lose and he's like it hurts yeah no stop Mm. yeah come on yeah and i agree i mean i also wonder a little bit okay most of you didn't make it to the final or the semis of wimbledon right so you lost are you talking about me Middle of the week. 
yeah, you lost middle of the week, you and Tommy and doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and what an opportunity you go back to your training base, you take a three, four week block between whenever you lose in Wimbledon and the start of the hardcourt season. And you work on something that maybe is lacking in your game. For example, I saw Andreeva, you know, she was playing on clay last week. This is Mira Andreeva. She's that 16 year old phenom. Russian. She, yeah. she really is a phenom. She's really yeah. good. But I mean, when you're 16, come on, you obviously have opportunities to improve in your game. And maybe don't play her. Uh, maybe don't play a tournament that week. Maybe beef up that serve. Maybe mm-hmm. work on your movement. Maybe work mm-hmm. on some some strength training. Um, I just kind of wonder about players' choices who are playing these these tournaments who are uh, yeah that are spread all over the globe. Well, people do love to play their home country. Like you yeah. know, Iga had to play. Warsaw. Warsaw. Like, it was like, of course she's going to play. Again, total bottom results where she just demolished everybody, but like, whatever. She's a, she's a, she's a big top. Ika, big top. Oh, yeah. I agree. And it's like, there is not really an off season in tennis except for basically the, the end of December. And that's it. Yeah. So this is a mini off season. So yeah, like, let's, yeah. let's all take a collective break, um, a, a beat and like, not like, kind of pushing your way through and just be like, no, no, more, more, more again, big bottom energy. It's like, just give me, give me that. I'm going to like oink up, um, you know, a couple points here and there. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about like any other bottomy stuff we want to talk about that's happening in the last couple of weeks. I just want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Svitolina, Alina Svitolina. Hmm. Because I feel like her game was pretty bottomy mm-hmm. pre-baby. And she has come back and she is topping everybody. Mm. So she's like, so she's a bottom who became a top? Yes. yes. You don't see that, that too often. You kind no, of see you usually other direction. See, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, being married to Monfils? Do you think it's being motherhood? Do you think it's the ravages of a war? What do you think <laughs> has? Yeah, I mean, I you know, topping requires a level of perspective, um, a certain amount of patience, um, a a leadership quality, a um, <laughs> a drive and determination, an ability to rally the troops, ability to put up with a lot of like screaming babies. I mean, so I think that just like, yeah, like all of those things, I think it's all of those things. I think it's the ravages of war and the ravages of motherhood have turned her into, you know, a pretty solid top. Cause yeah, she is, she's topping her way through the tour and, and I'm, I'm impressed because she was a bottom. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that being a, a top is better than being a bottom. It's just for Spitalina right now. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, we're not shaming bottoms or tops. We're actually shaming everybody. Like, look, that's what we do on this show. We're going to make fun of everybody. We're going to make fun of tops, bottoms, and Billy. And that's just, that's what we do here. So 
Yeah. And yeah. And I think also, you know, you're bringing up. So Svitolina is playing really well FTC at the Mubadala Open or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that we are emerging out of the bottom era of of this sort of mini break, um, yeah. which is great. Uh, and, and, and we're about to hit like the real hardcore swing where it's just the, the exotic worlds of Cincinnati and Toronto. Mm. It's just, I mean, I can't imagine anywhere I'd like to go more than Cincinnati in August. Mm, roller coasters though. Mm. Do they have roller coasters? Yeah. There's this big amusement park right near the tournament site. And that's one of like the, the selling points. It's like the players come and, you know, after they they play their match, they go over to whatever it's called. It's like a, a six flags and they, you know, spin around in 18 loops and 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 wow, defy gravity. And some of them love it. Some of them don't. I'm going to tell you the last time I rode one. When? OK, so I don't love Vegas. And is this a euphemism? It's a euphemism. What's the last time you rode one? Yeah. Well, yeah. aside from ass class with Brock. I was in Vegas. New York, New York has a roller coaster. It's probably not the most, you know, frightening roller coaster of all time, but when you take it and you're up looking down on Trump Tower and Luxor and Circus Circus and the Bellagio and everything else Las Vegas has to offer and also so romantic fearing for your life. Mm, that's bottoming. I, I do, I'm just gonna say I recommend if you like roller coasters at all, I recommend that roller coaster. Mm, mm. All right. Well, and that was not sponsored, so uh, no. That, that's but, just the last roller coaster. We do have a sponsor for this episode, right? We do have a sponsor. Yes. And, yeah. We're we're gonna take a quick break and be back in a little bit. But before we do, we just have a word from our latest sponsor. Fritz's Fleets. So this is not what Billy saw at CVS, but this is Fritz's Fleets. Take it to the limit with Fritz's Fleets, ribbed for his pleasure. Never schwit the bed again on or off the court thanks to the new generative AI bottle that will tell you when you're done. That's Fritz's Fleets. And we'll be right back to probe deeper in the topic of bottoms and bottomy and the world of tennis now billy i want that water to run clear when we're back all right welcome back everybody we um are ready to go into the next segment billy has uh successfully cleared the water congratulations billy and now we can finally play the game pin the tail on the bottom Sorry, Paul, that that took a few hours. <laughs> yeah, we we sped up. This was a this was a time lapse, and um, it is now well past midnight. But we're ready to play the game. The water's clear. The water that was what you wanted. The water's great. Come on in. Is that is that is that what they say? I think that's what Jaws said. <laughs> Notoriously not a yeah. bottom. <laughs> Jaws was a top. Jaws definitely was a t- like kind of the top you don't want to meet. Like oh, oh toxic no. top. Yeah. yeah. Shark week. No thanks. I'm good. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Toxic, toxic shark syndrome. I've had that. And it's just like, girl, don't date them. No. 
Um, no. I think we were talking earlier about my friend Willie Bamson. Mm-hmm. He's like a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, Willie, Willie Bamson. Yeah. Yeah. He's been yeah. the I, I I consulted with him a lot before recording this episode because I just wanted to understand his experience as he's a he's a he's a bottom. I mean, he he is a confident bottom. And so Billy Hansen's best friend, Willie Bamson. Yeah. 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 So um he You guys talking, look so uh, much alike. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, yeah, we're we're twinning. He's told me about some of his experiences as a as a bottom. So I'm just trying to relay them. Thank God the water is finally clear because now we can play <laughs> pin the tail on the bottom. Been waiting to play this all night. It's uh it's just like your favorite night at the Eagle. Mm. And, um so pin the tail on the bottom. What we're gonna do is we're basically gonna talk about a topic, um, a sort of bottomy or bottoms topic, and we are going to decide who fits that? You know, what is what is the right answer? And Billy and I have to agree on that. And Billy and I, if nothing, agree. And so... Um, Paul, I thought this was going to be a short episode. We have to agree on these? <laughs> yeah, it's only oh, been God. hours. So How much longer do I have to be here? Well, look, I've got sweet green coming. I ordered a bottom-friendly meal and, <laughs> um, that neither one of us is going to eat, so we can then go out after this. Yeah, we're meeting up with Willie Bamson in 30 minutes yeah. at the Eagle. And 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 Maul Shunkholm. <laughs> you know, my good girlfriend, Maul. Maul Flanders. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> a real good time. She's a hoot. <laughs> she's what we call a tornado. What a bottom. Oh. Um, okay, so the first category that we're going to talk about is mm. bottom shots. Um, mm. And really the question just is, what's the most bottomy shot out there? And so yeah. I've got a couple of nominees. Okay. And um, so we've got the one-handed backhand, which is mm-hmm. just like, it's kind of like that thing that like, you know, say you're at a club and someone says something kind of rude to you. You're like, how dare you? And you smack them across the face with the back of your hand. It's like that one-handed backhand motion. Mm. Or is it like the drop shot where it's just like the middle of a game and you're just like, mm, I'm just going to drop you and like, you know, make you run to the net and look like terrible or or is it the underhand serve where it's just like okay wait what like bublik bublik big top energy but he does this underhand serve and or underarm serve and it's just like wait what um and it's just it's giving bottom energy and so i was just curious you know what is the what is the the bottomy shot in tennis well, I'm going to fundamentally disagree with you that a touch shot is bottomy. I uh-huh. feel like a touch shot is toppy, especially if it's executed well, because that's mm-hmm. like peak toppiness because it's like, okay, I've been pounding you and now I'm going to finish off with something that's so delicate and gentle and sweet. And I, Do you I, know what a top is. You're not just <laughs> I'm so delicate and gentle. Like that's how you finish off a bottom. You know, that's how you maybe like take it like an intermission, right? Like you Mm. have some levels in, in the interaction, right? Like it's like pound, 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 then, Ooh. Mm -hmm. And if it's executed flawlessly, like Alcaraz executes it flawlessly, Bublik executes it, pretty messily pretty he's a sloppy <laughs> sloppy underarm serve right there sir i mean 
and and the one-handed backhand uh it requires so much strength uh, so much upper body strength and i feel like i mean i don't want to imply that bottoms don't have a lot of upper body strength or that bottomy tennis is they've got those weak arms yeah those <laughs> tiny little, little bird arms, arms. Well, I'm going to do a write-in vote. I think it's a two-handed backhand. Wow. Because you're you're holding on to the big, that big stick with both oh. hands because it's so heavy and all you can do is swing it through the air with all your might and grunt and try and smack that ball back. That's my vote. That's my write-in okay. vote. Yeah. But See, and this I'm, is where this is I mean this is where I love the discourse on this mm-hmm, show because we get to mm-hmm. the bottom of these really important issues, you know. Mm. I'm thinking of like bottomy as like almost like flare. You know, like the one-handed backhand or the drop shot or that oh. serve. it's like if there's just like a, a I think they call it panache, like it's just like it's oh. kind of like ooh, ooh, that style or like ooh, like it's just like oh wow, like girl you better work oh see i feel like a bottomy shot is more like desperate and like reactive and you're on your back foot and you're flailing a little bit but you're using all your might to try and take it and 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 give it back see and this is this is america you know like this is the way we see bottoms like i see them as a beautiful thing and you see them as just desperate Um, i just got a text from uh, bamson oh does he have a yeah, write-in? He's weighing in, and he is actually agreeing with you, Paul. He says, Shut up. He says that the underhanded serve is the most bottomy shot. Mm. I yeah. agree, too, because the underhanded serve, there's something just like a little bit of like... Um, like it's top-bottom, top-bottom. It's top-bottom, top but it's also demon twink energy. Like I don't <laughs> know if you all remember the demon twink meme from a couple of years ago, but it was... Um, there was a Britney Spears themed party boat that went around New York City, and some some twink, I might have been there. Yeah, I might even be some well. twink named um, Willie Bamson was there, and um, apparently got a little messy um, and did not give a you know you know what, and just was like terrorizing the boat and ended up having sex like on the dance floor in front of everybody and like didn't care. It was just like a nightmare, um, and and hence the demon twink uh meme was was born and the underhanded serve is kind of demon twinky it's just like oof whoa um okay well okay most so we botany agree. shot underhanded serve we agree amazing check um uh, you, you know what would be a real move though paul like i kind of want to play a match where every single one of my serves is underhand where it's like oh no this is how i serve <laughs> and just just keep doing it uh, so mm. you're saying you want to improve your current serve <laughs> i mean not truth. no <laughs> truth i i uh i will attempt this over the next week or two and uh we'll report back to you on our next episode how, right. how it went with me underhand serving an entire match. An entire match. I mean, I, it might not all be sliced underhand serves. I might top a few of them, top yeah. spin a few of them, yeah. but they're all going to be underhand feeds. They're all going to be complete disasters. And yeah, I can't wait to um, buy a ticket to that match. <laughs> I will cheer you on. 
they're selling out fast. <laughs> I think that was part of the UTS or the um yeah um the the UTF urinary tract infection. I don't know, whatever, but yeah, UTI. Okay, next category is our bottom bottomy strategy. So mm. um we've got two options here. One is playing mostly and winning mostly 250s to get in the top 10. Right. Or just playing slams because you're chasing a record. Mm. And, you know, there's pros and cons to both. Like, look, uh, vulturing around, I think is what you called it, where it's like, okay, you pick up points, you pick up points. Like, it's smart. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, it's a little piggy. It's a little, um, it, you know, and, and I'm thinking of my favorite bottom in the top 10 is Casper Rude, where he just wins 250s. He just, yeah. like, that's all he does. He gets these points and sure he's up there with the big boys, but like, I don't know. Or the, well, so the option, the other, the other alternative there is like, you know, so just playing, you know, kind of like a, you know, a Novak style where it's like, look, I don't care about playing anywhere except for the slams. Cause I'm just chasing this record. I'm just, I'm like hell bent on getting as many slams as possible. I don't really care about the tour or about um showing up week in week out i just want to have this one goal in mind like i don't know which one you know, is bottomy i hate to give novak credit but like it'd be one thing if he was just playing the slams and then losing but he's mostly playing the slams and getting to the finals and mostly winning um oh so- yeah both these strategies work but it's just which oh. one's more bottom. Which one's more of like a bottom vibe? You know, oh, think about the winning, bottom. winning the t- vulturing the two fifties for for sure. Thank yeah. you. Agreed. Yeah. It's Agreed. just Done. it's so um, it it's that. So again, there's a lot of different definitions of bottomy, and this is the more of like the unseemly side of the bottoming, where it's just like it's like the person who like you put your drink down and then they like take it. Like it's a, they'll, they'll steal your drink. They'll steal your man. They'll just like, they'll do anything for points. It's just real, yeah. real. You don't trust that bottom. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Next, next category is our top bottoms. Mm. And so these are, these are the bottoms who are kind of like at the top of the game, but they're still bottoms, you know, it's like, okay. So we are rude is already one of them. We don't talk with him anymore. He's, he's, He's forever Hall of Fame top bottom. Um, but I'm curious, you know, are there any any players on the women's or men's tour who are also kind of these top bottoms? Well, the first person who comes to mind is Maria Sakari. And, you know, I'm mm. a fan. We saw her live in Indian Wells and oh. she really impressed us. She beat Pliskova. She's oh. got a game. Yeah. And she really uh, you know, struts around the court. And with total top energy, but there's oh, something, yeah, there's something about kind of the way her matches ultimately pan out, the way her tournaments ultimately falter. No, I totally agree. Like she, like she's she's got like big top energy, and like she's definitely a top. Like she's actually not really a bottom; she's a top. But yeah, she's not really packing. Like she's she's that top who gets blocked on grinder after sending a dick pic where it's just like, Oh, Nope. Next. Like, she's just like, Oh, and that's hard to dance. do because according to my friend, Willie Bamson, like you're, if, unless the photo's a real disaster, you're like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, for a, for a Friday morning, like I'll take it. 
I, I mean, honestly, like a, a discerning bottom as if like, it's like, right. like, I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah. What it's Thursday at 3 PM. Let's do this. Yeah. That's when we started recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to our five hour show. <laughs> okay. So our next category or topic um, of the bottomy bottoms um, is the biggest bottom. And honestly, I think we both know there's there's only one person who gets this award. There's a consensus here. There's a consensus. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our consensus Willie Bamson. Is- oh, sorry. No. Um, for the professional tour, it is who is it? Raphael Rafa Nadal. Yeah. I mean biggest bottom yeah. there. Oh. Well, so so the thing about Rafa, it's like this. So this is the type of bottom that is insatiable. Yeah. He takes a pounding. He picks his butt. He picks himself back up. Then he takes another pounding. He never wants to stop. Right. He has never given up. He is. He is hungry. Isn't he? I feel like, I mean, I feel like Federer has almost never retired from a match, but Nadal has rarely retired either. He's like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take oh. it. I'm not going to tap out. No. You're going to tap out. And I mean, he has spent the last 20 years like breaking his body, like breaking, like it's like, you know, he is like, I can take that. I will take it and give me more, please. Like he will do whatever it takes. He is there for the crowd. He loves an audience. He is verbal. He grunts. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, I know it's a bit of a a, the elephant in the room, but that ass. That I mean our biggest bottom can't not have a stellar ass. And that Nadal ass is almost inhuman. It is it is sculpted. It is like the David, uh, but also like do you know why he picks it? so much well i think part of it is because his ass is so ample that actually even generously sized underwear rides up and he literally has to pull the fabric from his sweaty crack they made him play lefty oh i know they really they they knew that his bottom hood could go in a lot of directions they knew that it could bottom out or that he could become one of the greatest players of all time and they managed him yeah in a, in a somewhat strict way i will say which which seems like rafa responded to so are you talking are, so are you kind of inferring there's a superiority to being left-handed no oh because uh, i was gonna say raise your hand if you're a lefty <laughs> oh, Paul's hand is raised. Um, and it's my left hand. I do I do believe that there's there's something to embrace about leftiness. Mm, and I, think I love all, being a lefty. I love yeah. it. I, I would not be a righty even if, if even if Uncle Tony tried to force me into being right-handed. I love being left-handed. <laughs> you know what it's like to to go through a righty's world as a lefty? I'm basically doing everything that you're doing, but like backwards and in heels. It is. But don't they have like mouses, like, you know, computer mouses for lefties and like. Nice. 
and and you know cigarette holders for lefties <laughs> no that's the thing like i i could and never smoke cigarettes because they're fleshlights they were... for lefties and you know right because no, they zig and i zag i mean the whole thing is a racket against well, lefties i i do want to tell speaking of zagging as we speak, your husband Paul Paul is playing against Alex Diminar. Oh, and um, I'm just Dream saying, boats. if your husband wins, we are booking a flight and we're going down there. We we gotta go tomorrow morning. And go, Tommy. Yeah. And but you know he's playing against you know formidable Alex Diminar, who uh, <laughs> is Demanure. really isn't that how you say it? Sure. Yeah. Um, I love him. Uh, I actually do love him. Uh, his mustache journey is one that I very much identify with. Hairless... He's a great player. He really maximizes his, his. Oh, game. yeah. He's like, yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's like the Jess Pagula of the ATP maybe. But we saw him take off his shirt and we saw a tattoo on his, I believe it was left pectoral and it was a number and the number was 109 and I feel like you knew just off the top of, of your head what that stood for. He has the tattoo of 109 uh, because he's the 109th Australian um, to play to represent Australia in Davis Cup, which is like, like that's real commitment. That's real, uh, but it's also like 100. If I was the 109th to do anything, I wouldn't be like, well, I've got to remember that one. Like 109th. My suspicion is that that's what he's telling the media, but there are some other records that he's aspiring toward. And right mm. now he's at like 85, 86. <laughs> the body count. And 109. Yeah. 109 is the goal. And well, he's, I do, yeah. I, I do love it also, though, because he, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you guys are fighting over 23, 24. I'm at 109, bitch. Yeah, take that Novak, take that Margaret Court. Good day. And he's like, I'm 109. Like you'll never catch that. How would Margaret Court say Alex Diminar though? Alex Diminua. <laughs> Good day. I love it's Diminua. <laughs> Isn't that how? You, I don't know how you say. It. I, I don't, don't know. Born, I don't born, speak Australia. <laughs> I lived in Australia. I modeled there. They didn't uh, like it when we spoke. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, what's our next category? Cowboy. Well, so just, you know, just about the, the 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 biggest bottom, you know, as a follow-up, you know, Novak, of course, wants all the records. He wants to be the biggest bottom, but he is not. Right. He is. So if 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 Rafa is like that bottom who's just never going to give up, Novak, honestly, he's like that. He's like that kind of gross bottom who's like so well oiled and well tuned that like he'll like walk around and being like, mm, I'm a self cleaning oven, which if you ever meet a bottom and they say that run because it's just like, OK, girl, we get it. I mean, what what's so bad about that, Paul? Like that that means that basically it's like, as Janet Jackson would say, anytime, any place. <laughs> what, key, what, what key was that in? Anytime. <laughs> The key of E minor slash major. Key of B autumn. Yeah. Um, no, it's just like, look, look, he <laughs> the, the the problem with that whole mindset and and on Novak, it's like, you know, like, yeah, he's great at bottoming, but it's like robotic. Like they don't actually like they're not present. They're not there. Like there's no joy 
in that bottoming. They're like, no, he, I can just he, give me more, give me more, give me more. It's he like, may not even be aware that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't savor it. And there's like, and we've talked about this, like there's no joy in Djokovic's game. The only mm-hmm. joy he gets is, is antagonizing know. the crowd. Yeah. Like that's a, the, the most he's alive is when he's yelling at the crowd for booing him. Yeah. And like that kind of like robotic self-cleaning oven, like it, it, I'm worried that that's what Rabakina is going to turn into, where it's just like, I will take this trophy and I will take this dick. It's just like, just like take, 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 doesn't matter. It's like hot dog down a hallway. It's just like, it is not, it's not the romance of the game that I love. It's that, it's the bottomy energy that I don't love. What's our next category, baby? Um, so our next category is, and these are a little more subjective, uh, mm. cause so far heretofore, it's been pure science-based, um, yeah. pure for men science-based. So now the next one is pass around party bottom. Mm. So who is the pass around party bottom of the WTA and the ATP, the gay TP, the whatever. And, you know, just for a little context, you know, it's the, it's that player who's at every tournament. They mm-hmm. will they will play doubles with anybody because they just want to play, play, play. Like they're just sort yeah. of like they're around. They will not say I've had it. I mean, immediately, you know, Yelena Yankovic comes to mind on WTA. Mm-hmm. Gasquet on the ATP. Uh, currently, I'm going to have to say Dominic Team. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, he's definitely put in the miles as mm-hmm. as some of those pass around party bottoms do. Yeah, I you know for me it's it's more like the Feliciano Lopez's and like I agree with the Gasquets. It's like the guys who just aren't going away. It's it's you know it's it's all of these sort of slow burn long tail retirements that we're like watching in real time. Like the piece of their body falls off, they keep going. They get you know injured, they keep going. They can't walk they keep going next category oh uh next category is straight up sloppiest bottom so this is the piggiest and this is open to interpretation yeah this is not and except for we will never body shame and we are absolutely not talking about like body types or anything like that but the piggiest the sloppiest bottomiest players out there and i'll go first because I just got to say, it goes to my man, J.J. Wolf. He is just, and he is, his level of um, piggy mullet action has reached new heights and new lows at the same time at the mm. uh, City Open. It is great. Have you seen him? His hair, it's like, it's Melanie Griffith and Working Girl. It is crazy what he is doing with his hair. I love it, but it's crazy. If you're saying he's rolling around in the mud, Paul, show me that mud pit because I want to get right in. Dive on in. Yeah. Oh, he is just like, he is just there. He is um, three slops in a bucket and one sty away from, you know, the county fair. Next category. (laughs) Next. All right. Our final one. Bossiest bottom. You know, control free. They're the ones, you know, like they want to be totally in charge but they still want a bottom like they they want to win like a top but they're a total bottom they're like no stop mm, you're doing it wrong no do it this way ouch mm. they they complain a lot they cause a lot of drama on the court yeah it's true i also feel like they are expert bottoms and so far as they okay. i feel mm. like you're just trying to stand up for willie mamson 
Willie like, Bamson and Willie I are close friends, it. and I am his advocate. Look, we've talked about that. We've talked about those types of bottoms. What you're describing is not the bossy bottom. The bossy bottom is the control freak who just wants to complain and tell you that you're doing it wrong. But so, they they tend to win. It tends to work for them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's still annoying. Okay, well, like, I do, bossy I people disagree. get well, their way. Look, you as you know, who... as you know, bossy uh-huh. people get their way. Your good friend, Maul Blunkholm, <laughs> is a little bit bossy. And Maul Blunkholm and his husband, Tommy Paul. His way. Anyway, bossiest bottoms. I'm going to give you three and you're going to have to choose the one. Okay. All right. We've got Holger Rune. Mm-hmm. Big old bossy bottom. We've got mm-hmm. Jessica Pagula. Big old bossy bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got Martina Hingis, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is the queen of all bossy bottoms, who was just yeah, I like. Mean, I'm, I'm with you. Hingis. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, what, bossy okay. So bo- tell me, why, why were you so quick to be time. into that? Why, why, why were you like, yes, her? Well, because she um, never pretended to be anything other than a bottom she was always bottoming and she was bottoming openly and she said she basically said at press conferences i'm a bottom (laughs) and i'm being topped relentlessly by venus by serena by Lindsay, big babe tennis but i'm still gonna win Mm -hmm. because I'm sneaky. I'm smart. I'm bossy. Yeah. I'm bossy. Yeah. And I'm also on cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Famous trait of a bossy bottom. All right. Well, that's, that's all the bottoms. And, you know, I got to say for an episode about bottoms, um, (laughs) I feel not at all smarter, but, I had a great time talking about this, Billy. I I feel I feel personally like at least my my dear friend Willie Bamson was gonna is gonna listen to this and feel empowered, and that's all I want for him. Will you give me his number? Absolutely. I've got a yeah. I've got a fleet for him, a Fritz's fleet. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show. We'll be back in less than two weeks where we're going to get into some hardcore court action. All of I it. am on the edge of my bottomy seat. I'm on the edge of my fleet. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for joining in. Hope you enjoyed it and we will see you or at least talk at you real soon. <laughs>